What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. This Thursday, November 3rd at 4.30 p.m., a broad coalition of Bay Area groups will rally at the San Francisco Federal Building to call on Speaker Nancy Pelosi to, quote, let Cuba live. We are joined this morning by Diana Block, an anti-imperialist abolitionist feminist who works with the Bay Area Cuba Saving Lives Committee. She is also a founding and active member of the California Coalition for Women Prisoners and a co-founder of San Francisco Women Against Rape. Good morning, Diana. Hi there, Kat. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for giving a heads up that this important action is taking place this week. Before we get into what's happening on Thursday, talk to us about what the Bay Area Cuba Saving Lives Committee is. What work do you all engage in? Yeah, thanks for that question. Well, we actually started in uh, just a few years ago in 2020 during the pandemic when the, when a call went out around the country for groups to um, approach their elected officials for resolutions to support medical cooperation with Cuba. So as you know, there was um, uh, a huge need for vaccines and vaccinations to be developed for and for people around the world globally to be working together to um, respond to the pandemic. And Cuba, in fact, was one of the first um, countries around the world to develop uh, a workable vaccine. And yet the U.S. government's attitude and policies towards Cuba didn't make it possible for um, people and medical people in the United States to cooperate. So we decided to form a committee and we got a unanimous resolution passed by the San Francisco Board of Supervisors in 2020 and um that that movement expanded across the country and over um 40 uh cities around the country were able to pass similar resolutions so that's our origin story um and we've gone on to mainly uh we do material support for cuba we participate in different vents ramos brigade the may day brigade which actually brings people to Cuba, and I myself was on the May Day Brigade last uh, May. Um, it was a really powerful experience. Diana, the, the the United Nations General Assembly, uh, for 30 years in a row now, has condemned the financial blockade, blockade, not blockade, yeah. blockade that the United States imposes yeah. against Cuba. What is significant about the vote that is taking place this Thursday? Well, uh, I guess if you want to look at it historically, this is the 30th time. So the 30th time that all the countries in the world unite and say this blockade, which the U.S. and many people refer to as the embargo, but the embargo is sort of a polite term, whereas really it is a blockade because no one, it's impossible for companies in the U.S trade with Cuba and for third party companies who have any connection to U.S. financial institutions, which is basically the world, to also trade with Cuba without severe penalties. 
So this is a stranglehold. It's a stranglehold on the Cuban economy, on the Cuban people, on medicine, etc. So when you have the countries of the world, and last year it was 184 countries condemning the blockade and two supporting the blockade, the U.S. and Israel. So um, we are just saying that 30 years is too many, many times for the world to stand with Cuba, and the U.S. ignores it, just totally ignores that mandate from the people of the world to end this criminal blockade. And Diana Block, talk about that the ignoring that's happening by Biden. I mean, on top of yeah. you know what has been in place for decades and decades, um, Trump put an additional two hundred plus um, measures in a place against Cuba, and Biden promised to deal with those. What has happened in actuality? He he totally hasn't. Instead, I mean, I, I it was a nice campaign promise, as many campaign promises are, because and it was made because he realized the Democratic Party and he realized that. Uh, the people, the progressive people around the country and many people uh, from different points of view don't see the point to maintaining this blockade after 60 plus years. Um, It only punishes the Cuban people as well as, of course, tries to isolate the government. And that is continues, unfortunately, very unfortunately, to be um, Biden's policy. He hasn't changed anything, basically, of the 243 additional measures that Trump enacted. And in fact, the the big call now, one of the major calls, is to take uh, Cuba off the list of state sponsors of terrorism. This designation is so absurd. There is nothing that Cuba is doing in the world that sponsors terrorism. In fact, it is really a global ambassador of well-being through its medical programs and through many other programs where it tries to act in support of the global south and countries around the world. But Biden has continued this designation with Trump put into place just a week before he went out of office. And so one of the major calls of um, solidarity groups around the country is to drop this designation. And because it actually, the designation comes with its own set of restrictions that you can't make it even harder for people, businesses around the world to do business with Cuba, to supply them with medical equipment, all the necessities that are so important for a tiny country to um, be able to access from the global community. And uh, here they are being designated a a terrorist country and therefore uh, can't access any of them. Right. And talk about, you know, we all just... Well, I directly experienced Hurricane Ian because yeah. I happened to be in Myrtle yeah. Beach. Yeah, uh, oh, but, really? uh, wow. <laughs> yeah that was you. that was intense for this Bad desert girl from Las timing. Vegas. I tell you what. <laughs> right. um, but talk about what it was like for Cuba and and what is what right. is needed right now. I mean, I know there were not. 
I always hate when they say not that many deaths, any loss of life is devastating. Um, that said, though, the, the damage to infrastructure and, and the tiny island right. is pretty significant. Right, yeah? right, right. So Cuba has an amazing um, program of preparedness for natural disasters, which it always puts into place. As soon as there is um, a prediction or a likelihood of a hurricane or uh, any other type of natural disaster. And so, you know, they, they did all that. And there were, yeah, there were uh, very sadly two lives lost. But that is um, small compared to the losses in other parts of the Caribbean and, the, and, and around um, that area for the hurricane damage. But... They, um, you know, there were 40, I think it's 40,000 homes destroyed and there's widespread damage. It was a, a brutal, a brutal hurricane. And here's where you get to like just the basic humanitarian principles that unless the Biden administration just suspends not even talking about a whole policy change. They could just suspend the the restrictions on trade and obtaining building construction materials from the U.S. and other um, partners around the world. They can't get they can't access these building materials. So imagine um, how do you as a, again a small island that is has to be dependent upon your trade around the world, rebuild. And so one of the demands that we are um, putting forward for Thursday is let Cuba rebuild. Suspend the, those restrictions that uh, prevent Cuba from obtaining construction materials and then turn that into a full-scale um, lifting of the um, vicious blockade walk us through what is uh we've got just a little under two minutes walk us through what is happening yeah. on thursday and specifically yeah. what i mean she's she's maybe a little distracted right now but specifically yeah. what you yeah. want uh speaker pelosi um, to do yeah yeah okay so first um because this has come up we are you know very 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 sorry for the the attack that happened on uh speaker pelosi's husband yeah. we we hope that he has a speedy recovery and we really hope that the kind of right wing um mentality and uh propaganda that's going around the country at this point and contributed it seems like to this attack is going to be turned around because that those are really awful awful um occurrences so want to make that clear because people ask well how are you targeting nancy pelosi at this moment in time we are targeting policies we're not targeting her as an individual or her home or anything like that we feel like her policies on cuba are totally out of step with um, the Bay Area, uh, her Bay Area constituents, her San Francisco constituents, in addition to the, um, the resolution that we did a couple of years ago this past June, Bay Area Cuba Saving Lives had a full-page full ad in the San Francisco Examiner signed by hundreds of people around the Bay Area 
calling okay. upon Nancy Pelosi to let Cuba live. So thank you so much, Kat, and uh, hope thank, to see many you, of Diana. your listeners. Okay. And we'll, we'll put care. the information Bye. in the archives of the show. Thanks so much. We've been speaking to Diana Block, an anti-imperialist abolitionist feminist who works with the Bay Area Cuba Saving Lives Committee. The action is this Thursday, November 3rd um, at 4.30 p.m. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Rask and the Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam. Bye.